For your school's marketing efforts to be successful, you've got to know exactly who it is you're marketing to. What questions do they have? What's motivating them? What concerns do they have? That's where personas come in. One of the first steps in creating a persona is interviewing folks at your school who know a bit about them. So what questions should you ask during the interview? Let's discuss. Hey marketers, I'm Sean Henry and you're in the studio with Pepperland and I'm here with Tim and Kelsey. How's it going? Hey, how are you guys? It's going good. Good. So we're talking all about... Kelsey's favorite topic. Student persona. Yeah. <laughs> So thinking about when we're talking about student personas, obviously we're, we're thinking about schools. So I, I guess let's just start with what a persona is. Kelsey, what, what would you say a persona is? So generally speaking, a student persona is a semi-fictional representation of who your ideal prospective student is going to be. And in terms of schools, you're most definitely going to have more than one ideal student um, or I keep rambling. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. So sorry. No, that's good. Yeah. So like more than one prospective student yep. profile, right? Yes. Because there's different types of common applicants. Absolutely. And, uh, and there's different paths that those students might take to, you know. Definitely. To find and, and discover and ultimately yeah. enroll in your school. Exactly. Now, if you're like K through 12, you're not just thinking about the students. Nope. What instead, else you think about? You're probably going to want to talk to parents instead because okay. those are the primary decision makers in those cases. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Maybe also like other influencers at school, their current school potentially, right? depending on what uh, you're trying to do. But Guidance counselors, if you're in, I don't know, a, in a city, you yeah. could have a community a community leader yep. who refers people to your school. Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of different potential pathways. You want to make sure you're thinking through all of them. But the, the, right. the two primary ones, if you're K through 12, probably going to be parents and students. I and mean, if you're Higher education is probably the individual That's great. students. Right. That's great. So what, what usually goes into a persona? I mean, so the goal with creating a student persona is to really understand who that person is so that you can tailor your marketing efforts to their specific journey. So you want to understand as much as humanly possible about them. Mm -hmm. um, that includes things like their the demographics, like their age, their income range, their race, their their primary language. It includes things like their goals and the challenges that they might be facing. It includes things like where they find their information. You know, do they turn to turn to certain websites or forums or events? Mm -hmm. And it also includes. Things like uh, what we find really important are the change drivers. Mm -hmm. What is that thing that happens in their life that spurs them on to think, I need to make a, a change? Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, in, in K through 12, that might be like, my child's being bullied. Right. We need to move schools. In higher education, it could be something like, I'm not making enough money for my family in my current career. I need to take a step that'll let me make double the salary. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and thinking about those things, um, you, you know, you mentioned demographics or, you know, uh, challenges, motivations. It's not just everything in their life, right? It's no. the things that apply to, to, the, to, to that yeah. specific journey. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, now the, the journey part, what is, why is the journey piece so important? I mean, the better that you can speak to your prospective students, student journey mm -hmm. as they go through the process of understanding their challenge, identifying potential solutions, and ultimately, you know, choosing to either enroll or choose a different solution. The more that you can be that source of information, the more chances you have of influencing the final decision. 
So, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anything to add there, Kelsey? I think a big piece of it is understanding those challenges and, again, those questions that they're asking so that you can be the one to answer them and establish that trust and start to build I that like relationship. I like that. Yeah, you're there. the one to answer that question versus the school down the road, right? Exactly. That's good. So, Kelsey, how would you actually go about identifying your personas? Where, where would you start typically? So there's a lot that's involved in this process. I usually like to start by talking to an admissions counselor or somebody on the marketing team for whatever program it might be. Could also include looking at some existing data that we have or doing some online research. But I think one of the most important pieces of this process is doing a student persona interview, mm -hmm. because then you can hear firsthand what that student's uh, journey looked like from start to finish. What are some things you'll typically ask in the uh, the interview process? I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I always start off with the basic demographic things, but then I move into more long-term goals, change drivers, like Tim mentioned, understanding what made them realize that they wanted to make a change and mm -hmm. then how they went about doing that, what questions they asked, where they got their information, who was involved in the decision mm -hmm. and all of that. Is it, is it, one interview and you're done, or do you try to get different perspectives? No, I find that it's really helpful to have, if you can do, if you can only do one, that's fine, but it's usually helpful to try to do as many as possible. Mm -hmm. And I also think, also think that it's worth mentioning that you can learn almost as much from interviewing a student who decided not to go with your school. Right. Right. That makes, that's a really good call. Really good call. Yeah. So you start with the interview, right? You get a whole bunch of notes. And that gives you a good idea who these profiles are, hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. What comes next? For do you me, need to turn to other sources first or do you dive into creating them? So, I mean, I was going to say, you. yeah, no, I think it depends on how confident you feel in those personas. If you feel like you need more information, by all means, go ahead and get it. But from there, it's really about understanding what that all means in terms of your marketing efforts and what you're going to do with those insights. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, that's going to be planning your content to answer the questions that they have or help mm -hmm. them overcome the challenges that they're seeing. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to say, you know, while it's important for you to interview current, former, and, you know, students who may have chosen to go elsewhere, it's also really important just to make sure you're talking with anyone on your team, your internal team who might be interacting with students at any point along that application process. You know, whether that's marketers on your team, if it's communications specialists, if it is enrollment coaches, anyone that might be. A student leading a tour of the school. Yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. a good person too, yeah. just to keep a note of all the questions that are asked. Yeah. That'd be a good thing. Absolutely. I think some other things to potentially turn to is like going to your CRM. So mm -hmm. if you have HubSpot or Salesforce or whatever it might be, you can dive right into that database and see a log of all questions have been asked through form submissions or from email exchanges back and forth. And I think that could be a gold mine to, you know, capture some ideas and see what questions are coming up along the journey. So hopefully you're, you're doing some of this research. You've had interviews, you've done a little bit of digging through other sources of data and you've mapped out an initial pers persona, whether it's a draft or like you're settling down, say, here's my official personas and you've shared them with the team. How important is it that at that point, when you like jot it down and you decide to share it with the team, how important is it that that's right? Like 100% right. So, I mean, you want it to be right. Sure. But I think it's important to recognize that a persona is, it's a living thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're not going to have everything 100% right on your first go. It's mm -hmm. going to take some iterations as, mm -hmm. as 
one, as you you learn more about who your prospective student is, but also two, as as that person changes, because over time, over the years, over you know a decade, whether you're a business or a school or whatever, who you're selling to, who you're who you're trying to attract, can and often does change. What if you're a brand new school? You have no idea. Then what? <laughs> Any <laughs> opinion? Well, I think, again, you have to just start with what you do have, what you do know, and recognize that it's not enough to be thinking about the questions you think your students are going to ask. Mm-hmm. You really need to learn from them. Okay, so the, the persona could be a starting point. You're going to use that as a tool to go out and validate, right? right. You know, you're, you're working off your assumptions initially if you don't have good data, but then when you're putting that into motion, you're you're revisiting the personas. To your point, Tim, it's a living document. You're yeah. revising it over time. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So personas, they're as close to perfect as they can be. We're, we're not letting perfection get in the way. We're, we're getting them out there. What are you doing with the personas? Kelsey, you touched on this a little bit earlier. What are some ways you can make your personas actionable? Yeah. So what we typically do is base our keyword research around our personas. We use these to identify some trends, different phrases that somebody might be looking for, questions that they might be asking, whether that's through search or directly to the school. And we'll build our content strategy around that. So for example, for a higher education institution, maybe you're marketing a master's in biotechnology and a current industry trend is becoming a research scientist. Mm -hmm. You might then decide, okay, well, we can write a blog post about how to become a research scientist. And a valid piece of advice there would be that a lot of people who pursue this career route end up pursuing their master's degree, such as the one offered by our university. That's great. Yeah, I think, to Kelsey's point, it plays a a really big role in in the content piece, but it also plays a really big role in the the lead nurturing piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when you understand the potential roadblocks or the, the things that keep that potentially keep students and their families from actually making that change, whether it's tuition or, you know, worry, being worried about whether or not their child's going to, I don't know, make friends when they make the switch. Knowing that those are potential issues and taking the time to address them in say an email mm-hmm. or a workflow or something like that can go far in putting their minds at ease Great. and just helping them along that journey. Great. Right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I would just say to, you know, do your preparation before you go into a student persona interview, give them the context that they need to understand why you're doing this and convey what your goals are. You know, you want to let them know why you're doing this and what you hope to get out of it. Great. Great. I have no other thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. 